It's your computer drawing, correct? It is. It's not real. I don't, I don't know what you mean by real. Well, this isn't an actual video where somebody's taking a camera of an actual area, right? Well, no, but it's a 3D model that's been laser scanned uh, and demonstrated using aerial photography. So it's just as real as a photograph, I guess. Today, attorneys for Chicago police officer Jason Van Dyke played an animated video for the jury. It was meant to recreate the shooting of Laquan McDonald from multiple angles, including from the perspective of Van Dyke. Jason Van Dyke made the right decision. The defense did an excellent job today in proving that Laquan McDonald was not walking away from Officer Jason Van Dyke. And I think that animation today went a long ways to prove what I'm saying is correct. It was obviously biased and the animation was entirely, entirely inaccurate. Reverend Marshall Hatch was in the courtroom, as was his fellow Westside pastor, Ira Acri. When the defense continues to present this case, they cannot change the fact that there were other officers on the scene who tried to de-escalate with tasers. I keep hearing about this taser and this this taser really, folks, we don't even know that the taser would have been effective in this situation. Also in the courtroom, the president of the Illinois Fraternal Order of Police, Chris Southwood. But it doesn't make any difference in this case because there was no time. From the moment Jason Van Dyke stepped out of that squad car, he had, what, six seconds? From WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune, this is 16 Shots, the police shooting of Laquan McDonald. I'm Jen White. The defense continued presenting its case today, and most of the day was focused on the animated video they made. WBEZ's Chip Mitchell is at the courthouse, and he saw the video in court today. Chip, describe what this video looks like. Well, Jen, um, there are several really distinct parts of the videos. Um, A couple of them were like top-down views. They actually look a little bit like Google Maps um, of showing the beginning of the incident incident when Van Dyke and his partner hear about a male um, allegedly trying to steal radios in a truck yard. Um, We actually hear the radio dispatches um, as part of the video. Um, Eventually, they hear about the knife. So eventually, we reach it reaches a view like the police dash cam video. Now, a really quick glance, you might think it was the dash cam video. If you take a good look for a few minutes, um, you can see that it's not as detailed. So things like uh, faces and and textures on clothes and so on are not very clear. Um, And then it basically comes to Van Dyke's perspective. And at that point, it's more obviously an animated work. Um, This video, it was made by a company called uh, a company led by a guy named David Fries. He His business is 3D Forensics, um, based in San Francisco, and here's how he explained it. Basically, we need to recreate the world in our computer. So the next step is to make a 3D model from all the data we've captured. And when you talk about the world, you're, you're talking about the, the world being the crime scene in this case. Yeah, and, and from our analysis point, the world's very small. Matter of fact, if anybody's ever seen Toy Story or Monsters, Inc., or things the same, they do the same thing. They'll make a 3D world and put their 3D characters in it, and then they'll do their animation. Exactly how was this video created? Well, Freeze gave a long PowerPoint presentation about it. Um, he talked about laser scanning all sorts of things that are visible in the video, uh, the location of stripes in the road, light poles, police SUVs. Um, then they actually put drones up and took aerial photos of 
the whole incident scene. Why was this video created, considering we have the dash cam video of the shooting? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, this expert said the reason he was hired by the defense, what he was told was that he was just to determine the timing around the incident, different points, and the shots and and the distance positions between Van Dyke and McDonald um, as the gunfire took place. Chip, we have the dash cam video, and now we have this animated video. What are the movements made in the animated video based on, the movements that Laquan McDonald makes? Well, I think they're based almost entirely on the police dash cam video. In fact, um, at one point, you know, it looks at first like you are watching the police dash cam video. um, And then, you know, eventually it moves to more or less Van Dyke's perspectives. And it still looks a lot like the movements of McDonald are very close, although from a different angle, very close to what we can see on the police dash cam video. So what does it actually show? What were defense attorneys trying to do? Well, it, it was a very different view than what we've seen from the police dash cam video, which is on that video, we see Laquan McDonald's back moving away from us. Now we're seeing him from the front and the side. Um, and it was really interesting to see from that view. McDonald does look closer to Van Dyke from the officer's perspective. So did they accomplish what they were trying to do? Well, this witness and the whole point of this animated video it, it was that McDonald was closing in on Van Dyke and, and that he reached a point that was 16 feet away. And actually that number was right on the video, 16 feet away when the officer fired his first shot. Now, Jen, I did notice a couple things in the animated video that would seem unfavorable to Van Dyke. McDonald was almost past the officer when he opened fire. And he was past the officer after the first two or three shots as Van Dyke kept firing and McDonald had spun to the ground. So a big part of this trial and the public outrage over this shooting is that it appears McDonald was moving away from Van Dyke. Even this defense video could lend support to that impression. How did the prosecution try to push back against this video? Well, mostly by bringing up a lot of details that the animated video left out, stuff that's visible in the police dash cam video um, or in other evidence. So for example, some of the street lights and fence lights are missing from the animated video. Also, all the bright lights on top of the police SUVs are missing. So um, the prosecutors seem to be implying that the video animation made the whole scene look darker and more ominous a scene than what we can see on the dash cam video. The animation depicts McDonald at one point wearing all black, head to foot, um, instead of the jeans that he, that he had on with light pockets. In the actual, the real video footage of the shooting, was Laquan McDonald wearing all black? I don't know. But you had the actual video, right? Yes. And you strive to be highly accurate when you are recreating documents for your clients, correct? Correct. So the clothing that you are depicting Laquan McDonald wearing in your creation is not accurate, correct? Incorrect. At one point, they used red outlining around McDonald, and it made him seem bigger. Even then, he shows up on, uh, on that animated video. The red outlining goes up higher on his shoulders. The prosecutors are, are pointing out that the video, the animated video, is trying to make Laquan McDonald look bigger and more menacing than he actually was. And Jen, here's a really big thing. This animated video that the defense had made, it suddenly stops when Laquan McDonald hits the ground. Now, 
prosecutors, they've been saying that Van Dyke fired most of the 16 shots after that point. Um, but even this defense expert today, um, he testified that he could only pick out five shots fired before McDonald was on the pavement. Um, so there's an implication that most of those shots were fired when he, when he was on the ground. Now, um, one thing is that's different from the pathologist the, def- the defense just had on the witness stand. Um, she said Van Dyke hit McDonald only once or twice when he was on the ground and that all the other shots hit him when he was standing. So, Chip, the defense suffered some setbacks this morning. They told jurors in opening statements that Laquan McDonald was on a wild rampage through the city in the 24 hours before Van Dyke shot him. Part of their evidence to that effect was a CTA card that was not in Laquan McDonald's name. Now, the judge ruled this morning that card could not be presented to the jury. What's the story there? Yeah, the, the part about the wild rampage, it was in opening statements, the first day of the trial. It was actually a big defense point. Um, he's going all over the city. He's all over the south and west sides. The judge ruled today that there was no evidence that Laquan McDonald had actually been using that CTA card. Um, the judge pointed out that uh, CTA buses are equipped with video cameras, and there's no video evidence showing McDonald um, on the buses. And ultimately, the judge said it, that it doesn't matter that he was moving around on buses that day. And he ruled that uh, that CTA card, uh, that whole bit is inadmissible. It's evidence that he's not going to allow in the trial. OK, Chip, thanks for the update. My pleasure, Jen. Sixteen Shots is a production of WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune. You can find out more about the case at wbez.org slash 16shots. Check this podcast feed regularly for updates from the trial of Officer Jason Van Dyke. And listen wherever you get your podcasts. In the morning rush or the end-of-day hustle, find the news on the WBEZ mobile app. Catch up and stay informed on your schedule from wherever you are. Available now for Android or iOS.